track isn't it i mean britney spears i love that girl i love her i love who she is basically and i still uh, uh that was one one uh that was of course the 90s no it was a, it was 90s music yeah when she and you had the boy bands and the girl bands and uh she was of course one of my favorites and i think everybody's favorites because she came out with the best numbers and this was this was one of my favorite um favorite songs of Britney Spears of course uh, her first song what was it uh, uh I can't remember it right now but of course this 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 song has a lot of attitude you know uh and um uh, why I really like Britney as well is because she's a December born uh girl and she has the same kind of you know kind of kind of very much relate with the song because it's it's for basically people born in december so you know where we keep telling people like come on man we are we are uncute we are stupid we are sick and we are uh, like you know uh, really you shouldn't really you know kind of uh, just just forget about us you know but people don't do that you know and that's what the song is all about like we did it again you know kind of thing so uh, i love britney and i tried this uh, singing this and uh it's like it's so difficult to sing i'm not a singer of course I'm not a singer and uh you know i just kind of played around with that song anyways uh guys this is mel colasso and how you guys doing i hope you had a great week it's the weekend it's saturday evening and uh late in the evening and it's uh, the day's over so half the weekend is like gone <whistles> over and now sunday right tomorrow so uh i hope you had a great day and um actually uh uh 
it's just uh, you know actually today uh, it's been a, it's been a while i always use the metro uh, the 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 subway and um, i you i rode the bus today and uh, it's been i mean quite some time since i did that and uh, it i i didn't uber i didn't take a taxi i didn't ride uh, a taxi or anything i just kind of uh, took the bus i said let me just ride the bus and um, as i was getting in so the bus was actually supposed to come at a particular time i can't remember what time was it but it came about 3 minutes late okay so i was as i was getting inside the bus i mean the guy uh, like i was just uh, you know i'm just 3 minutes late yeah come on it's not a big deal right it's just 3 minutes late big nothing to really crib about but the guy in front of me i mean you know as he was swiping his card or whatever he's t- he's he's asking the driver like you know you're late like uh, why what got you late so the driver's telling him you know that uh, i went to the bathroom and uh, that's what got me a little late and just 3 minutes imagine now you don't need to ask someone see if if he was if the driver if the driver the bus was late by say about 15 minutes of course it's a big deal you know you can't really be waiting for 15 minutes because you're late okay that's something to be to be cribbing about or uh, uh making a point about it but this guy he just kind of was so annoying and you know the guy, the driver tells him that i went, i was in the bathroom and I, i got late because of that but this guy keeps nagging him you know he he kind of repeated it like four or five times so Uh, I was right, right behind this guy and I kind of just you know couldn't say anything you can't just say you can't interfere when two people are really talking so I just kind of changed track by asking the driver like, how he was I did some small talk with him about the weather and how it's so and such a nice and great day and how were you when I didn't really care about how he was and what he's doing etc but I started small talk with him because I just want to kind of distract that that guy in front of me you know who was complaining about him being 3 minutes late which kind of distract him so you know the problem is if you if you if you feel that 3 minutes is making you late or you're getting late because the bus has come late by about 2 to 3 minutes you know what you need to do you need to uber it or maybe uh g- drive around the city you know uh yourself uh uber it or maybe uh Take, take a taxi like if 3 minutes gets you late that means it's it's just a little too much it makes you want to crib about something you know it's just like you're complaining maybe 24 hours a day you know and uh that that that's what really sucks and that's what really happened it's it's crazy so um that was about morning the thing is you know the, the bad thing about being a good observer is you observe shit like this you know you uh, the thing is i just kind of I'm very maybe I'm very quiet while while around the city or wherever I am but at the same time I kind of make a lot of observations and that's uh maybe good because you're uh, you know it it helps you kind of see what's what's happening around but at the same time it's not really it's not it's also not good because it just makes you feel sick about you know what what you really see sometimes like what happened this morning you just kind of observe everything that's happening around and something that really are not good makes you feel sick about it you know and um, things like this okay so is it too late to really talk about what happened at the US uh, men's finals because it was an exciting match it was uh, 
it was one of the best i think it ran for about 5 hours and some minutes and actually at the beginning you know i really thought nadal was just taking it off you know he kind of would just the the match the match would be over in like 3 3 games and that's it you don't have to play anymore nadal won two two uh two sets and it was over you know it's going to be over the next set and done but it was so surprising the way the russian guy i don't know i don't remember his name but i think he really played well and he's he has a future in tennis perhaps i'm not sure because uh, so far it's always been roger it has been joker jokovic and it's been nadal for so many years now even in the women's uh, a play serena williams is like uh, ruling uh, the game for so long like and all four of them actually serena williams in this side and then you have Roger Nadal Djokovic they've been playing for like so long now for so many years that it's amazing that uh, uh you know it's really not changing you can't see new uh, players really being able to rule for so long and that's that's amazing about uh, tennis and uh, yeah so i was talking about nadal and the third match the way he kind of turned the russian guy the way he really turned around uh the game it was really exciting not only to watch so nadal i must say he's a great entertainer you know of course he plays the game he plays the game he wins it or whatever you know but at the same time you need to entertain because so many people around like in new york at the stadium viewers like us we're really watching it to really give that return on investment you need to that game went on for 5 hours it was like a blessing in disguise wherein you wanted nadal to win i think majority most of the crowd there wanted uh, were kind of uh, a poor russian guy uh, he didn't have that many cheers but at the same time uh, you know uh, everyone was like uh, nadal was entertaining and the match was entertaining both of them really played well so that was uh, that was really exciting to really watch uh, that match and you know because you don't only really play like football like i don't really get like everybody's watching football these games you know the game that uh, that is played by your hands you use your hands to play the game and you call it football yeah that that game i'm talking about so everybody's really playing that game right now so when i see I watch it on TV I'm like you know people sitting down and watching and I say why are they running in between those lines you know those lines that are drawn those vertical columns like what exactly are they doing you know and why are they holding the ball and just running away like you know don't do that like can't this I just don't understand the game you know I just don't understand I mean this ah oh. I need to really get to this because I'm just getting too curious to understand how what is this what is the mindset behind the game and maybe I'll do it someday but I don't understand football at all not at all uh which I need to really get a hands on that uh, yeah so I was actually I came across uh, I came across this uh, uh this piece where in victoria's secret is not going to do secrets or secrets it is secret i think it is just secret not secrets right yeah secret victoria's secrets secret yeah uh right i don't know what's that lady secret all about but and how this uh, organization got its name but whatever it is i just was reading that after 23 years of having those uh, fashion shows that they have where in uh, you know you have these tall thin not slim i won't say slim thin 
models really walk those ramps with wearing underwears and uh, their bras and wearing big heels like uh, i don't know you know you usually wear on underwear and bra uh, if you're wearing an underwear and you're wearing a bra usually you wear flip-flops but these girls they wear uh, they wear heels uh, which is very strange to me exactly you know uh, so yeah uh, that's that's not the fact that i want to talk about all i want to say is after 23 years of having those fashion shows you know where you have those angels they walk with those uh, those huge uh, what are those called the huge not feathers they're called wings yeah those huge things and they just walk uh, with you know uh, so I was kind of, uh, you know, this is a big change for uh, such a huge organization, which, uh, and it's like, it's the most popular thing, like in the United States, not in the world. No, Victoria's Secret doesn't do well all around the world. Maybe in Europe, I'm not sure, but not in Asia, at least. Uh, we've not, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not a big deal in Asia. I don't know about Europe. But in the United States, it's a big deal. You go to every mall, you see those huge, uh, what is called, those displays, you call them, those uh, LED, uh, LED, you know, displays, wherein you have those huge screens of, uh, of women, uh, thin women, you know, walking with, those, with their underwear and bras and uh, glitter and uh, huge heels, you know, you keep seeing them. Uh, so, um, it's, it's very, it's, 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 it takes you back, you know, because so many people made a career by just walking those ramps. And now suddenly the fashion show is kind of not going to happen in 2019. And the reason was, is, uh, is the reason that, that was cited was because, uh, Victoria's Secret is making a lot of losses, uh, and uh, they're trying to rebrand. That's what I that that's what I learned. That they're trying to rebrand. So the marketing uh, department and the PR uh, department is really working really hard to kind of rebrand the organization. They want to be more inclusive. Uh, you know, wherein they'll bring people of, of different sizes and shapes, and uh, uh, I think even uh, the sexual orientation, etc. So that. They all walk the ramp, and maybe twenty twenty they'll have they'll have the fashion the walk uh, which which may happen with a lot of inclusion. So that's what they want to do. Of course, yeah. Come on now. Uh, everyone wears if if what you sell are underwears and bras. Everyone wears an underwear, whether you're rich, whether you're poor, whether you're uh, whether you're gay, whether you're straight. Uh, whether you're thin, whether you're fat, whether you're medium, whether you're slim, uh, whether you're bony, uh, whether you're um, whether you have a body that is that looks malnourished, uh, uh, you know whatever your shape and size is, everyone wears an underwear. So first and foremost, the basic strategy of selling of making their outfits only for thinner people was a big mistake. Okay. That was a big mistake that Victoria's Secret really, when maybe they realized it very late after 23 years, you know, they wake up and say, oh my God, you know, we're making losses and now we need to cancel this uh, fashion show because the world is changing. You know, you realize too late, the world changed like 10 years back. No one is bony and look malnourished today. You know, you need to be healthy. You need to be, you need to, it's not more about uh, being slim or being you know, uh, 
uh, just hiding those bones behind that skin. You need to be healthy. You need to be fit. And to be able to fit, you need to eat. You know, you can't have, you can't be on a, a vegan diet or just eat uh, kind of grass to be able to f- stay fit. Also, of course, you can, you know, stay fit by eating healthy, but you need to have that money. You need to be rich to be able to, you know, uh, afford all that. So when all these people, the rich really kind of put it down in your, you know, in everyone's head where, where only two, two to three percent people are rich, the rest are not. So when they look at this, you know, this is what the world wants, like they want bony people. It's not going to happen. It's not going to really work. So thank God, Victorious, you could realized. But secondly, even if they realized, you know, I mean, uh, no one really wears heels on those, uh, those uh, uh, on underwear and, uh, you know, and wearing a bra. So they need to change if they, uh, maybe in 2020, if they have a fashion show, they need to have flip-flop. They need to wear all those models walking the ramp with the, you know, whatever, the angel, what is it called? Those those wings, yeah, those wings. They need to be wearing flip-flops because no one on this earth ever would wear, you know, heels on underwear and if you're wearing a bra, okay? That's never going to happen. And even if it's a fantasy show, if it's a fantasy a ramp walk, change it because it's not going to happen you have to uh you have to make it more real you know because fantasy doesn't really work in today's world and that's what i need to tell those guys in pr and marketing that hey i get you you've understood you want to be more inclusive and you want to include everybody because you're making losses not because you really care about the rest of the people you know because you're making losses and you want to sell more to the 99% of the crowd that you were not catering to, I also want to tell you, change the way your uh, your models really walk. Make them walk with flip-flops because walking with flip-flops and underwear and bra is ideal. It's a good match. You don't wear those uh, six inches heels, you know? So, um too much time wasted on Victoria's Secret, but that's what I want to really say. And as I was, you know, uh, as I was talking about, um, as I'm talking about Victoria's Secret, I also want to talk about how James Corden, the uh, the host of which Late Late Show, I think I don't really, wa- I don't really uh, watch his talk shows basically because um, because I already, I I'm, I already, wa- I already already watch two shows and I don't want to kind of watch too many talk shows so I'm just stuck with two of them right now but um, I like what James Corden really did about uh, how he tackled uh, the uh, the other talk shows um, shows host you know uh, claims on how people uh, we need to kind of reintroduce fat shaming James Corden I don't want to take the guy's name the guy who kind of really said that we need to reintroduce uh, a fat shaming. You can Google and check out his name. But James Corden's response, you know, for him being on the fa- on the fatter side, for having some weight on him, for being famous, for being European and not American, uh, uh, to come out, you know, I think he was the right person to really use the platform that he has, you know, to be able to 
speak for people who uh, who are bullied because they're fat. You know, I think he was the right person and he took the right, you know, the right opportunity to kind of really address this and hitting on that, hitting on that talk show host for fat shaming, for reintroducing fat shaming. What the hell? You know, I love James Corden's response and I hope many of the celebrities out there, you know, or anybody, not only celebrities, anybody out there who has a platform to be able to, to be able to, um, you know, where you can, you can kind of address an issue, a concern for people, please use that platform to really, you know, uh, uh, talk for a group of people or talk for an individual because that really makes a difference. And James Corden really made that difference, uh, you know, by speaking against fat shaming. Because you know what? Uh, uh, some, Some of us are really lucky to be able, like, you know, now, when you're a teenager and uh, when you're in your early 20s, that time, you know, if someone gets bullied for who they are, like being fat, for example, since we're talking about this, it really affects them for, you know, for skinny, thin, bony models walking the ramp. When you're, in, when you're a teenager, when you're early 20s, you know, you can get, there are chances of you getting brainwashed. Or getting influenced. This is how we are supposed to be. You know, if someone bullies you, you can. It can really affect you at that time because you really do not know who you are. You know, in your early twenties, and uh, as a teenager, you can definitely get brainwashed with uh, with the media and you know what uh, what people really say. Uh, and uh, it's nice that James James Corden really addressed this issue because most of these people who have some weight on them. It's not only because they're not exercise or uh, they do not exercise or they eat a lot. It can also be genetic. It can be because of some deficiency, you know, in their body. And we need to understand that because you really do not know what's behind everything. Um, and I really like uh, that he addressed it. And if you have a platform to really do it, please do it for that individual. Do it for the group of people. Because it's only after, you know, you're in your late 20s and early 30s where you get to know who you are and bullying and fat shaming and things like that doesn't really affect you because you know who you are you know as a person you know who uh what you like what are your likes what are your dislikes and nothing like you know really what people say really affects you at that time but when you're a teenager in your early 20s and people really you know uh talk about how how fat you are or you know how uh, how you look or they come and bully you it really affects kids like that you know and they take drastic steps which is so sad so if you if you have an opportunity as an individual to help some an individual or help a group of people and you have a platform to do that please use your voice because it really makes a difference um you know i have been when it comes to fat etc. You know, I have, I, I, I didn't have really have the problem because as a kid, I was really thin. I was like, I literally looked maybe as a teenager, I was really, look, literally looked malnourished maybe because it was really thin. Uh, because I don't know, it's just genetic maybe, you know, and then you tend to, uh, you know, it the, the things like that, you know, you don't really realize because it's, um, 
And no one really did that to you. So you never really know what fat shaming is until you really are bullied, you know, for, for that. So why do it? Why simply do it? And uh, thanks to James Corden for really uh, addressing that issue and so brilliantly tackled. I mean, he was the right person to really do it because he himself has experienced it. He himself is an image of a person who's fat shamed. So brilliant. I love the way he tackled that issue. And, uh, you know, uh, there's a difference between uh, making fun of somebody and shaming somebody for something, you know, uh, making fun of someone, you only make fun of someone who you love. Like, you know, I make fun, fun of, a, of the religion that I follow, a lot of fun of it. Like I can literally, you know, talk all the shitty things about the religion I follow or the people that of my family members or my friends, you know, really make fun of them because I know all of that so well. You know, I know who can, that they'll take, they, they, they understand my sense of humor. You know, they, they know that that's how I really approach a particular situation and they laugh at it. But shaming, like why, you only shame someone when you don't know that person, you know, uh, you, it's, it's shaming when you do it with someone who you don't really know, you know, you go after someone who you don't really know because you're mean. You really mean, and that's what happened at the de- the the debate, uh, the democratic debate. You know, wherein we saw Castro—that's his name, right? He went behind uh, Joe Biden so badly. You know, that was mean. That was really mean. You know, you don't go behind people, asking them, "Hey, you know, that's bullying. That's clearly bullying." You know what happened at the at the debate stage there, wherein he asked. Uh, he was asking Biden about, you know, hey, you forgot what you just said two minutes back. That is that is shaming. That is someone who you don't really know, but you're going behind him, you know, uh, attacking him. So, uh, you know, there's a difference between being making fun of somebody and shaming somebody. Of course, when I said that, you know, jaded. <laughs> I did talk about it, that how Joe Biden is jaded. But what I really meant is, you know, when someone's in a comfort zone, it's too comfortable doing one thing for 30 to 35 years or for decades together, that's jaded. I didn't talk about his age. You know, that is something that really does not matter. You know, if, if, if Biden really... Uh, went into entertainment, you know, he's not jaded, jaded for the entertainment industry. In fact, for the entertainment industry, he's, he's a fresher, he can start, he can start now. And that's a new thing, you know, so there's a lot of creativity that will flow, there's a lot of innovation that will come with it, no matter what his age is, he could do it right now, you know, just just an example. So he's not jaded for that. But Getting into politics, you know, you've been vice president, you've seen all that, you're too comfortable, you're too, you're, you're too much in a comfort zone. So that was my point of view. It's not shaming someone or bullying someone, uh, you know, for forgetting what you said two minutes back. That's shaming. So, uh, you know, there's a whole lot of difference between making fun of somebody and you cannot, you cannot do that and shaming somebody. Uh, f- f- making fun of somebody is good. You only do it with people who you really love. You don't do it with any Tom, Dick, and Harry, right? Uh, Tom, Richard, and Harry, not, <laughs> not Dick. 
please don't name your children dicks richard please i said that last time i'm saying it again don't do it that guy's gonna be bullied for life he's gonna be bullied for life and then i'm not gonna support that kid you know that kid who has been shamed for being called richard and dick richard or dick dick or richard or whatever it is i am not going to speak for that uh, on behalf of that kid who's being bullied for being named richard and dick that's your fault that's your parents fault so go and ask your parents why they named you that okay no james corden no no one is going to speak on behalf of a kid called richard and dick who's being bullied in school for having that name it's your parents fault so go and get behind them <laughs> anyway so uh yeah that's what i want to do i was watching the democratic debate i did watch the entire thing because i wanted to understand the point of views of you know the entertainment factor wasn't there because marianne williamson was just not there i mean she was she was that entertaining factor in that in that group so she was missing there was a lot of meanness and a lot of bullying which was done as i was talking to you about and um uh it's pretty i liked uh, beto beto right beto rock uh the guy is pretty he's a nice guy you know you can see it you can see it on his uh, you can see by the way he speaks he's very open he's very blunt but at the same time when you're talking about when you're talking about guns and when you're talking about uh the constitutional rights or you're talking about an issue that is so uh that divides that you know where there's there's a lot of uh, opinions that really uh, come you know where there's a lot of division like you can you can actually divide the country into two halves like 50 50 50% support those rights 50% do not support the rights and you know you'll get a lot of backlash and in issues like this which is so sensitive and so uh um, patriotic to some extent i don't think you really need to be blunt or you need to be you just need to, you can't say what you exactly feel that you'll take away you know everybody's guns or whatever you need to use strategy for situations like this you know wherein uh you you'll definitely when you know you're definitely going to get a backlash you know and you're running to be a president you're running to to cater to 100% of the population i think you need to use strategy to be able to address this issue that's what i feel but i may be wrong i'm not really sure uh about that um anyway so um it is pretty uh it is it is pretty a, a dull debate as such but it came out with a lot of ideas it was pretty um uh you know you uh, that that kind of debate really exactly told you what each of the candidates really uh have in their mind you know you you know you really got to know how each one of them would roll uh uh that's what was good about it actually um okay so i think uh, that's all i want to talk to you about and, and it's good it's nice to talk you know uh to keep it keep it short because why because no one really listens to this believe me i just listen i don't listen to myself as well because i just kind of record it put it up there and that's it because i hate listening to myself so uh guess what there's no one listening to this okay it's just me blabbering in front of a phone 
and uh, a microphone and just kind of blabbering and uh, talking shit and no one listening to it. Neither do I listen to myself. So it's it's crazy. Uh, but that's what I'm doing. Anything. Uh, I use a lot of damn uh, uh, while talking. When I say damn, I don't mean that, uh, you know, to kind of offend in a very offensive way or, you know, kind of uh, all I mean is, you know, the wow, amazing, you know, those, those adjectives that make people feel good. So that's what I want to clarify because... Um, there's a lot of misunderstanding uh, because of that. Besides that, uh, you know, um, as I said, no one listens to this podcast. I mean, not podcast. No one listens to what I really say uh, on this platform. Neither do I listen to myself. That's the worst thing. At least I should listen to myself. No, but I find myself too boring. That's the worst thing about uh, this whole thing. Imagine uh, if you yourself find yourself boring, you know, who else is going to listen to you? Nobody. You know, that's where I'm right now. I want to be that person, you know, literally. I really want to be that person where I could inspire. I could, you know, I could be inspirational. Where I could inspire a crowd. I could inspire a group of people. But no, I've not inspired a single person in my entire life, to be very frank. I wish, you know, I was that person who really said something and, oh, my God, the whole world listened or, you know, was inspired. That has never happened. So I'm an uninspirational queen, if you really ask me. Uh, Anyway, uh, that's all that I wanted to kind of uh, yap about. And... uh, yeah, so this that that was uh, that was the the Britney that I was trying to imitate while singing, but this is a real Britney. Hope I don't get flagged for, for playing songs live here. kind of like this girl really anyways uh, that's all from me and uh whoever you are if you're listening to this uh thanks for listening man i really appreciate it bye then